Now, we're going to try to resume living in a glass house. So, we have to watch what we throw because our house is full of glass also. Amen. And we said that when glass get a crack or a break, you need to replace it because if you mend it, you still going to see the crack. Amen. Some people's lives may be mended, but you can rest assured the crack is still there. Amen. So then we must study, ponder over what we're going to say and when we're going to say it. Come on, somebody. Let's start out by going to 2 Timothy. No, yeah, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verses 19 through 21. Are we there? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 19 through 21. You got to say praise the Lord. Let's begin reading at the 19th verse. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood, and some to honor, and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meant for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Now, God knows those that are his. And his foundation is firm. Come on, somebody. His foundation is unshakable. And the Lord knows those that belongs to him. Make no difference how many folks claim him. He knows who is his and who's not. Let everyone who name him depart from iniquity. Uh -oh. So we got to get out of our way. If we belong to the Lord, we have to get out of our sin if we belong to the Lord. False teachers in that day were denying the resurrection of the body. They believed when a person became a Christian, he was spiritually reborn, and that the only and that was the only res resurrection they were gonna ever get. How often in our past uh, history of, uh, of church life 
that when we joined church, we was already declaring we were born again. We didn't know nothing about the spiritual birth. We didn't actually didn't know nothing about the water baptism. We were just going by the doctrine of whatever organization that we was up under without knowing the truth of God's word. But Apostle Paul teaches there is life after death. Life after death of the body and the soul and will live eternally. False teachers are still spreading lies, some distorting the truth, some diluting the truth, and some simply just deleting the truth, saying that this don't apply anymore. No matter how many people follow a lie, the truth of God remains unchangeable. It's never shaken or faded away. We cannot shape the doctrine of God, scripture, to match our own opinion. Can't do it. Won't work. You might get it in somebody else's mind, but it won't go down in glory. Amen. God's solid foundation stands firm. So be the kind of person that God can pick up and use at any time for his purpose. Come on, somebody. Not your purpose, but for the purpose of God. Not your reasoning. Come on, somebody. And God said, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but the main part, he said, there are vessels of honor and of dishonor. Come on, somebody. You got to work towards being an honorable vessel. Amen. You got to work toward God being able to pick you up and use you at any given time as he choose. And he just ain't going to choose no anybody now. He going to choose the vessel that he can put on on. Come on now. So let's go to First Timothy, no, First Corinthians chapter 1. First Corinthians 1 verses 10 through 11. Are we there? Let's read those passages of Scripture. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there be no division among you, but you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For he that had declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the household of Kate, well that, Cleo, that there are no dissensions among you. Now, here it is. He's speaking of division in the house. 
He's speaking of cliques being formed in the house of God. You know what? There's one thing that God frowned on, and that's cliques. And there's one thing that God will bring swift judgment on, too, is cliques. Come on now. Why do you say that? Because cliques defiles the house of God. Amen. As a people, we would never agree on everything. We don't, you know, the way Lamont think and the way I think, we may see things different. But because we see things different don't mean we got to fall out back. Amen. But it don't mean we have to create a division. Now, because I don't agree with Lamont, he gonna get this side to go the the to, to get on his opinion. I'm gonna get this side to get on my opinion. Now the church is in a mess because now we got opinions at war with each other. Come on now. So you have to watch, and, and, and the thing about it is, you got to watch when folks come to you with their opinion about something that has been taught, something has been preached through the word of God. You know, you got to watch that stuff. Because it's something that is in them that is not settled. Not in the word of God. The word of God is settled. It's something that is in them that is not settled. And they're trying to rub it off on you. Am I making sense? So it means to create a division by trying to get someone to see it your way. It ain't but one way that really matters. And that's God's way. Come on, somebody. We are still required to keep unity in the body. We don't have to fall out because I don't agree with your opinion. The real and only thing that matters is what God says. By his word and by his spirit. Where there is arguing, tempers flare. Come on somebody. And sides begin to be taken. And division began to be developed. That's all the devil needs is a wedge to work with because you have opened the door for his work. We don't see it like that. We, because we're so wrapped up in how we feel and how our opinion is. And uh, come on, somebody. But you don't realize that that wedge is a weapon in the hands of the enemy. So guess what? Where there is division and strife, there is every kind of evil. And if the division and strife is in the church, God is not coming in. Unless he come in with judgment. Come on somebody. So we have to make sure we understand that when folks come to you, first thing you need to tell them, did you pray about it? Huh? 
Then you go see the pastor about it. Amen. Because guess what? Uh, Roll road, road, road dog. So when Roe come to me with some stuff, then guess what I'm going to try to do? I'm going to try to smooth it over with Roe. Because Roe, Roe dog. See what I'm saying? And well, what you do is you try to smooth it over with whoever come to you with that when instead of you telling them up front, did you pray about it? Did you go see the pastor about it? Because now what you're doing is you trying to get me to give you my opinion about your opinion. And you hoping that my opinion agree with your opinion. Come on, somebody. And we both have stepped out of the will of God. Don't get me to step out. Keep your mess to you. Come on, somebody. I got enough problem trying to keep up with my own stuff. Sure ain't got time to keep up with yours. Especially when you got some of them mixed opinions and feelings. Oh, don't get to talk about feelings. Oh, Lord have mercy. One of y'all feelings get hurt? My God. Y'all try to recruit the cavalry to be on your side. Huh? You want everybody to see it your way. He didn't have to say it like that. Come on, somebody. The devil gonna say a whole lot worse things about you. Just keep on living. Come on now. You know the, the, the ironic thing is people of the church can't stand the, the pastor's correction and get all been out of shape. But you'll go right out there in the world and they cuss you out and you grin at it. Come on, somebody. Huh? Just hypothetically, the first thing they said to the women is one of your old time friends. You all be, you know you so and so, so and so. Girl, you ought to stop that. Come on, somebody. Or use one of them other words. Amen. But we allow that, and we don't fall out with them, but we'll fall out in the church. Look at the devil working. Huh? He let you have fellowship out there with his, but he make you have disfellowship in the house of God. And you fall for it. Amen. And all you got to say about those that are out in the street that did that, oh, you know they're crazy. Yeah, okay. That's what they want you to think they're crazy. That's just, that's just you just washing over what they said to you. So you, you the, the common thing you use to cover it up is, oh, you girl, you know they're crazy. Amen. So, you have to watch what wedge that you allow in the house of God. You have to watch that. Because guess what? Behind it is every kind of evil. 
to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Corinthians 12, verses 22 through 26. Oh, by the way, my name is Larry. It ain't Paul. <laughs> You're going to get mad tonight. You call up Paul. Don't go calling Tyrone now. You got to call Paul. <laughs> 12 verses 22 says, Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Somebody said necessary. And those members of the body which you think to be less honorable Upon these we bestow a more abundant honor, and our uncommonly parts have more abundant comeliness. But our commonly parts have no need, but God has tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which like it. Wow. Go ahead, 25th verse. That there should be no schism in the body that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all members rejoice with it. So you got to understand that God is one. The body is one. Come on, somebody. Because the finger, the small finger is small, it don't mean that it's not important Every part of the body, uh, and I'm using the physical body, every part of the body, it, 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 it does you some work. Lose part of your body and find out how soon you're going to miss it. Come on, somebody. Amen. Give you a, a prime example. Ever since I broke my ankle, my big toe don't want to operate right. And sometimes when I don't pick my foot up high enough, that big toe will drag and I almost trip and fall. Because it drops lower than the foot. So it's important. Every part of you is important. Come on, somebody. Every, every part of the body of Christ is more important. Come on, somebody. So you can't downsize somebody else because you hold uh, or you feel you hold a higher position or you feel that you hold more knowledge. Come on, somebody. Come on now. Because you feel you've been in the church a long time, so you got, you got some seniority. You got no seniority with God. You got to be saved every day. You don't get no high seat with God. Amen. You better take the low seat so God can raise you up. Come on now. And surely you better not allow no schism 
in the body of Christ. Because you know what it is? It's just like cancer and God cut it out. Amen. God is whether we know it or not, God going to keep the church clean. One way or the other. He going to keep it clean if ain't nobody going to be in the church but him and the pastor. Then you know what God will tell the pastor? Now let's have church. Come on now. You know what they're saying? God can have church without you. God don't need us to have church. Amen. All it takes is the spirit of the Lord to come in. And then church starts. Come on y'all. So don't get it twisted. That when you get in your feelings and when you get mad and upset, when you get because ain't nobody on your side and you call yourself walking out, go ahead. God going to have church without you. Amen. And using the analogy of the body, Paul emphasized the importance of each church member. If a simply insignificant part is taken away, the whole body comes less effective. That's even in your body. The way you feel about members of the household of faith could create a different feeling of God toward you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We talking about how we feel about somebody else. We need to be concerned about how God feels about us. Come on now. Because guess what? You ain't made it there. And if I can add to it, you ain't all that either. Amen. God sees you inside out. Amen. Some people's heads go on swole thinking their gift is more important than someone else's. That is known as spiritual pride. Pride, God hates pride regardless of what kind it is. Amen. God pick up somebody and use them one time and oh man, they sitting on cloud nine from that point on. And God don't never pick them up and use them no more. Because he picked them up and used them that one time. Now they all up in glory. Come on now. Just chill. Till God decide to use you again. Come on now. Don't sit there like you got a halo on your head now because God picked you up and used you one time. Don't forget, he picked up a mule and used him too. He picked up a chicken and used him too. Now where did you fit between them two? Amen. So, Bring yourself down. It carries no weight with God. We should not look down on those who seem unimportant. And we should not be jealous of those who have impressive gifts. Instead, we should use what God gives us to use. Huh? Because God gave you gifts to encourage others to use what God has given them. 
Your gift ought to compromise somebody else's gift. You ought to be able to encourage somebody. Girl, look, go forth in God. If God can bless you to do something, such, you need to go ahead and put it to use. You need to let your gift work in the church. Come on now. Ain't no point in you going home and prophesying. And you ain't doing nothing in the church. Come on now. Folks got so much stuff to say when they leave church. Well, when they in church, they ain't got nothing to say. Come on now. The good of it is supposed to be used in the house of God. The good of it is supposed to be used in the body. For its edification. Hello. So, learn where your place is and learn how to use God and especially let God use you over your own opinion because everybody got them. Your opinion don't matter. It's only what God says. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, it ain't going up there. Yeah, but the, the, the key to it is that we've got to make sure that's why that repentance thing keeps coming in. And if we don't take full use of that, and then the uh, when the Holy Ghost convicts us, because uh, some things you, you you don't intend to do, but then there are things that you do intend to do, mm -hmm. and things you don't intend to say, but there are times you intend to say what you say, and you meant what you say. Come on, preach. And the thing that you that we we'll have to watch is that when you do stuff willfully, then the Bible let us know that there's no forgiveness for sin because you did, you were already saved and you willfully sin. So we have to watch that and when we cross those barriers. Amen. 
up in the 25th verse in the Amplified it says so there should be no division discord or lack of, of ad, 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 adaptation of the part of the body to each other but the members are alike should have a mutual interest in all care for one another so guess what if we not, we not adapting to the will of God. Because God's will calls for no division. God's will calls for no schism in the body. Come on, somebody. The will of God calls for uh, no discord. If anybody is going to be together, it ought to be the people of God. Uh, how is it that if the Spirit of the Lord is in you and the Spirit of the Lord is in me, but the Spirit of the Lord can't get us to get along? Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Some one of them spirits is wrong. Huh? Come on now. Because guess what? Now it's a spiritual war. We have turned a flesh war into a spiritual war. And somebody that allowed the wrong spirit to get in their crawl and cause the division in the house of God. Not in our, now we might have all kind of divisions in our own house, but you better get it out of the house of God. Amen. You can't get alone at home. That's your business. But when you get to the house of God, you better change your attitude. Amen. Because we're at a point now that guess what? We don't have a whole lot more time of training than we think we do. Come on, somebody. Your training period is coming to a close because guess what? Now it is time for you to be active in the kingdom of God, and guess what? Reaching out to the world. But we ain't, we still in a training mode. We still got we still got training wheels on. Can't ride with the Holy Ghost without falling. It's time to get yourself balanced. Come on, somebody. It's time for you to recognize when the wrong spirit is operating. If it's in me, if it's in you, you got to learn how to recognize what spirit is operating in you and rebuke that rascal. Come on, somebody. Oh, my spirit is all upside down, but I won't lay it on the month. Come on now. You got to realize when, and, and you know what I found out? If wrong spirit working in you, your conscience tell you. And God said if your conscience condemn you, he's greater than your conscience. Come on now. Amen. 
So watch how you walk around ignoring what your conscience is telling you. Amen. Go, sir. Yes, sir. You hit a key uh, word, and I don't think they caught it. They got to. They got to get rid of it. Yes, sir. Because God will let you stay in the church as long as you, you live until you die. Yep. If you're waiting on him to get rid of it, he it will not. You got There's to. a scripture that says, let the wheat and the tear yeah. grow together. Yeah. You'll stay in the church all the time you are on the earth or when... Uh, so judgment come and God will not pull you out. You have to do the work. Yes, sir. And, and then he'll send his angel to separate the wheat yes, sir. from the tail. Yes, sir. And that's in the church. Amen. Amen. And we don't, re and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because we don't realize that, that God is speaking of being in the church. He'll let you sit there like a hen sitting on the egg. Amen. Come on, somebody. And if you choose not to change, God ain't going to change you. There's one thing he ain't going to do. He ain't going to go against your will. You're going to have to adapt to his will on your own. He ain't forcing nobody to do nothing. You know what? If God got to force you to go to heaven, he got to force you to stay there. Come on now. That's just like some of the time you got to force some of y'all to praise God. That stuff didn't go nowhere. It went and hit the ceiling and came back down because you didn't do it. You didn't do it willingly, and you didn't mean it from your heart when you gave it to Him. So it was unacceptable. Hmm. Chew on that one. Go to. 1 Corinthians 4 and the verses 5. Mm -hmm. Are we there? Let's read that uh, passage of Scripture 4 and 5. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. And then shall every man have praise of God. And the pastor had just got through telling you how the wheat and the tare is going to grow together. Amen. So there's no point of you trying to judge because the judgment belongs to God. And he said he's going to do the separating. Amen. So if they want to sit there like a hen on an egg, let them sit there. Hopefully want to hatch. I don't know. But it's very tempting to judge a fellow saint. Evaluating whether or not he or she is a good follower of Christ. You just got to worry about whether you're following him or not. Come on now. 
We a lot of times be more concerned about how somebody else is falling, and we lacking in our we got we we lacking in our own falling. But only God knows a person's heart, and He is the only one with the right judge. But guess what? Don't get it twisted. You still know when an uh, 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 apple tree is trying to uh, uh, grow some bananas on it. <laughs> Come on, somebody. That's just calling it just like you see it. Huh. That's supposed to be an apple tree. What that banana doing on it? But we can tell the right from the wrong, hoping it keep you in the kingdom. Our job is to help you stay in the kingdom. We can't help you if we're going to lie to you. We can't help you if we're going to pat you on your back. And some of the stuff got to come strong. You know why God has said some strong stuff? Because he's been dealing with you and you won't hear. No. So he bring it to the opening. He brings it to the floor. Wow. God knows how to shake us when we don't want to shake ourselves. Am I right about that? So if your fruit is drying up, the one of authority. See, the problem here is when your fruit tree has got a problem, you want to go and find another garden. You want to go find somebody else to tell you about your tree that has no authority, uh, has no skill, has not called to be a dresser, Come on, somebody. A lot of folk, folks that lost plants in their yard because they rent, went to the wrong person getting the wrong information on what they need to do to keep it alive. And that rascal die anyway. Come on now. You got to know what plant need to be in what soil and you got it got to be you got to know what plant grows in the sun and what plant grows in the shade and how much it needs. Amen. So you, when the one with authority see that your fruit is drying up, he has the authority and the right to correct you in your error. If he don't correct you in your error, guess what? You gonna dry up Come on now. Twice dead and plucked up by the roots. That's not judging. That's leading you in the calling that God has put over them. Amen. You know what? Everybody in here has been living over Except two young ones back there, maybe Junior back there, been living over 30 years. Am I right? And every last one of y'all know right from wrong. Everybody in here know when you wrong and when you right. Come on, somebody. And when you don't want to admit that you wrong, it's because you done put blinders on. You want to be a horse. You don't want to see. Come on, somebody. 
You want to hide behind blindness. You want, you know, you want to hide behind opinions. Amen. You know, you can go to hell with opinion just like you can. Anything else. Come on now. Your opinion will cause you to commit spiritual suicide. And then guess what? And your friends will help you. By giving you wrong advice. Hello, somebody. Send them to the authority. Send them to the pastor. Girl, can I run this past you? No. Run it past the pastor. And you always want to do your running the past to somebody when you get out on the rock. You got something to run past, run it past while the pastor is in the pulpit where you can get the answer. I'm going to my car. You're like, comfort those who are not comfort but to confront those who are caught up in sin. You still judge a tree by the fruit that it bears. It is the pastor's job if he's going to be your pastor. Ah, now see we got a problem right there. If he's going to be your pastor. Come on now. I ain't talking about the pastor of the third parking spot on the left hand side when church is over. Because there ain't but one pastor. God do not have two heads. Only thing that got two heads you might find and I, I think I seen one of them on one on, on, on uh, YouTube. You might possibly find a two headed snake. Come on, somebody. So you don't want to have a two-headed snake spirit. Go to the source that God has placed over you to keep yourself out of sinning against God. Because you're not, you're not understanding now. You got to understand, you're not sinning against the man of God. You're sinning against God. You better check the book and go back to Egypt. Go back to the wilderness. That where they did not sin against Moses, they sinned against God for not taking the instruction from Moses that God had given him. They ain't got to do what he said. No, you don't. You ain't got to go to heaven either. <laughs> Come on, somebody. It's one thing that you need to grab hold to if you cannot be under the shepherding 
of the one that God has called, guess what? 1900 nickels might not be the place for you. Come on, somebody. That's just putting it plain. Because he has the authority to confront us if we out of order. Am I right? How in the world is he going to keep the house of God intact? Is everybody in the house of God doing their own thing? Accepting what they want, don't accept what they don't want. God ain't running no freak show. Amen. There's not going to be a whole lot of little gods running around in the house of God. They did that in Egypt. You know, ain't going to be no whole lot of little old G.O.D.'s running around in the house of God. So, you still got to judge the tree by the fruit. I have no call over who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. Only the living word would be the judge and that's Jesus Christ. At the end, he's going to do the separating. Huh? Goat on the left, sheep on the right. Amen. So, keep yourself in the mercies of God. It's your duty to do that. It's your duty to police you. Not the pastor's. He is responsible for giving you the material to police yourself. You're the one that's got to put it in action. Go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Verses 6 and 7. Are we there? Let's read those two verses, please. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye be from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which you have received of us, for yourself know now, ye are, for we have not ourselves disorderly among you. Now, here is where Paul is telling you that if you want to put a person in their place when they are out of order or disorder, you separate yourself from them. Because guess what? You know what that do? That lets them sit out there by themselves. Nobody wants to sit out there by themselves. Everybody wants somebody on their side. 
When you let them sit out there by themselves, then they begin to realize, I need to get myself back in order. But guess what? We got half of y'all agreeing with them. Oh, shoot. They flesh down up tall. Huh? They start back to walking by their flesh and not by their spirit. Amen. Because guess what? You done please their flesh. Paul is referring to the lazy people. Uh -oh. When he was in Thessalonians, the folks was lazy. Paul explained when he was in Thessalonica, the people worked hard. <laughs> Purchasing what they need rather than becoming a burden to any of the believers. The rule they follow was, if a man don't, he don't what? Y'all familiar with that one, ain't you? If it don't work, he don't eat. There's a difference between leisure and laziness. <laughs> uh, relaxation and recreation provides a necessary and much needed balance. But when it's time to work, it's time to work. It's time to come off vacation. Some of our spirits been on vacation too long. Amen. Some of our spirits are still caught up in the oasis. <laughs> God waiting on you to come back. We should make the most of our talent and time doing all we can to provide for ourselves. And our dependence. Rest when you should rest. Work when you should work. Come on, somebody. God ain't got nothing falling out the sky. And the only thing that we got going on in the world today is schemes. Schemes, schemes of how to get this and schemes of how to get that. That ain't the way that a child of God should be approaching this thing. Because God said he will supply your every need. Your need, not your greed. And not support your laziness either. God ain't supporting that either. Come on now. I charge you, brethren, in the name and the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yourself know for every brother that walketh disorderly and not at the tradition received of us. Here Paul is telling them, now you see us. We perform our duties. You supposed to walk as you see us walk. Come on now. Who is slack in the performing of his duties and is disorderly living uh -oh, 
what you call them folks that uh squatters. <laughs> Ain't no squatters in the kingdom, y'all. Come on now. God is expecting for you to be spiritually employed as well as physically. Because guess what? You still got to take care of yourself. Amen. Oh, I got one now. What if everybody in the church decide, well, the Lord be coming soon, so I gotta, I gotta be prepared for the Lord to come soon. I'm gonna stop work and get ready. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna wait on the Lord to come. Who gonna support the church? How is the church gonna survive if everybody stops? Waiting on the Lord. disorderly, working not at all, but are 
You know what? If you don't stay busy, you'll stay in somebody else's business. Huh? Amen. If you don't stay occupied, you're going to find something to occupy you if it's staying in other folks' business. Why? Because you don't have no business. You choose not to have any of your own, so now you got to go borrow somebody else's. Amen. Fourteenth verse says, And if any man obey not our words by this epistle, note that that man and have no company with him, that ye may that he may be what? So God is telling you how to correct this thing. If you know that they do not obey the word. God tells you to back off of them so that they can be an island by themselves. Come on, somebody. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> what, what if they don't obey the pastor? Pastor put them in check. One of the, I believe, the, the really the crux of the matter is that their influence. If you're not careful, those busybodies will influence you. The disobedience will influence you. If you hang around them, they're going to influence you in one way or the other, and you're going to be in the same shape that they're in. You can even try that even if you hang around your unsaved friends too much. You'll start slipping in some areas. Your will. Amen. You hang around them long enough and they'll start joking with you. Come on now. So you got to know how to discipline yourself. Amen. Somebody, where, 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 where's, where's this lady? Oh, yeah, she working, ain't that the guy? Boy, she done went and got her job, eh? <laughs> I forgot about that. So, the 14th verse, but if anyone in the church, see, this is to the church. We try to apply it to out there, but it's in here that it applies to. Anyone in the church refuse to obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and do not associate with him so that he may be ashamed. Not that they don't want to be involved with you, but God has to set up a separation to get you back in line. 
And if he don't use the church 